Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> What up, everybody? It is episode 41 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is a fun little episode. Uh, got the got the homie Max Wilkins up on this. He is currently a resident of one of the cabins in the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. He just started his residency. He's going to be doing uh, scout camp. He's doing kind of a hybrid program here combining the two um and uh you might uh remember him from the ghost scout summit podcast he ate beetles uh if you've been following the behind the foreskin videos that i've been posting up on the patreon uh you've seen him eat one and a half giant beetles uh, during the Ghost Scout Summit, already making a name for himself amongst this secret society. Uh, <laughs> but it was really fun to jump up uh, into the cabins and 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 rip up a little pod. Uh, I think it was yesterday morning. And uh, we got into talking about him coming through the workshop and uh, and and getting here and and his first couple of weeks here and looking forward to training camp. Um, so that's, uh, it's just a delightful old pot. It's just a, it's just a talk between new friends, you know, new creative friends. Some of my favorite kinds. I love old friends. I love, uh, middle aged friends. <laughs> I love young friends. Max is young and our friendship is young. So there you go. Double young, young and down. Couple of youngins, couple of couple of young buck talking to an old goat up in this up in this fucking cabin. You know what I'm saying? I got my little cup of coffee here. I was hanging out with my new neighbor Kent Osborne, two-time Emmy award-winning writer for Adventure Time. Uh, I was over at his house last night. We were chopping it up, having fun. Uh, I stayed up a little bit too late. I'm a little bit tired today. Getting ready to go on a family camping trip for Father's Day. Nothing I like more than being a father on a camping trip. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite. So we're headed over to Elmore State Park for the weekend. Uh, one of our favorite spots. It's right nearby. Uh, that's where we were during the summit, doing that fire tower hike and just chilling on the beach. So uh, looking forward to a weekend of family relaxation, which is going to be delightful. And uh, But we wanted to get this podcast out to you first, of course. You know what I'm saying? This is a, a good day for a podcast. It's a Friday. It's a sunny day with beautiful clouds in the sky. Vermont is just just so luscious right now. You know what I'm saying? Um it is wonderful and uh we have some fun stuff going on. We've accepted all of the cadets for camp. Let me see if I can pull up this list and it's been announced on the Facebook page. But uh let's do an official announcement of the roster 
right now. Let's see who we've got in this group here. It's a good-looking group. It's So far, it's a rowdy old bunch. Um, oh, I guess I could just pull up my announcement of it on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I know all y'all are up on my Facebook, up on my Instagram. I know all y'all are subscribing to this podcast, uh, giving it five-star reviews on iTunes so that we can keep spreading the good word throughout the digital internet land, throughout digital land. Um, let's see, I'm looking here, I'm looking, scrolling, I'm scrolling, 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 and I'm scrolling, the foreskin. All right, here we go. Um, so yeah, huge shout outs. Yeah, first of all, everyone who applied, big shout outs because the, the, the the quality of the applications and the applicants, man, better and better and better every year. You know, we always get a, such a good crop of cadets in every year. It always amazes me that people apply to this imaginary camp that I thought up and, 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 and all these cool people have come through and made it into a reality. You know what I'm saying? Ghostiny is growing. Um, it is a powerful force in the world today, all over the globe, thanks to everybody who comes and participates in uh, Ghost Scout Training Camp and is an active member in the Secret Society of Ghost Scouts. You know what I'm saying? We're actually really doing something special, and I'm, I'm so thrilled that I was able to be a catalyst for this, you know, and, and, and continue to be an active participant. It's one of my favorite times of the year, Ghost Scout Training Camp. And uh, obviously, the scouting season is in full effect with the summit and, and Max appear as a resident. And uh, shout out to Dalton Stark, who's going to be joining Max in the residency, subbing in for uh, Go Scout Sports Magic, who was stopped by Donald Trump at the airport and sent back to New Zealand. They did not believe that he was not going to work in this country. So tightening the belt around here in America. It's uh, interesting times that we live in, to say the least. So hopefully the other international, the, the scouts coming uh, this year aren't going to have any trouble. But we're going to do everything we can to get everybody here to training camp. And what's up, buddy? I'm doing the podcast, so don't come up, okay? No, go back down, okay, buddy? Thank you. <laughs> Um, shout out to Wolf Bandit, always trying to creep up on this old podcast. He'll have to have his episode, his own episode before too long. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to, uh, do everything we can to get people over here and Ghost Scout Sports Magic is going to regroup and he's going to, he's planning on doing the residency next year because probably he's not going to be able to do it this year. But, uh, so yes, big shout outs to everyone who applied and, uh, do not feel bad. Um, if you did not get in this year, please reapply. Um, it's really hard to pick. You know, we talk about it in this episode a little bit. There's a lot of factors that go into it. We need a certain amount of people with cars. We like to have a certain amount of internationals, a good mix of male and female, if we can make that happen. So there's a lot of variables that go into it. And uh, really, truly, we could accept everybody at this point who applies, you know, based on based on just the quality of the applications. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it, we can't have 
have a huge group here because it loses some of the magic. There's definitely a critical, uh, you, you want to have the right amount of people and, and having nine cadets seems like really the right amount and uh, having, uh, you know, having maybe about 15 people in camp, no more than that. That seems to be the perfect number of, of guests and, and, and counselors and, uh, and cadets. So that's what we shoot for based on our experience. And this is year seven people. So you know what? We actually kind of know what we're doing at this point, which is really crazy that we made all this shit up and now we kind of know what we're doing with it. Um, but big shout outs to, uh, Alexi Giroux from Canada, supporter of this very podcast and, uh, 12-week online group workshop member, Allison Conway from the United States, uh, Chris Murray from the United States, also from the workshop, Martina Pell, also from the workshop in the United States. I see a theme here. Uh, shout out to Joran Thornton from the USA, uh, Tim Burge from Switzerland, uh, Copycat from India, Dalton Stark from the USA, and the 12-week online group workshop, and he's going to be a resident joining the final cadet, Max Wilkins, in the residency. So there's your nine ghost cadets. Um, you're going to be hearing a lot about them. You're going to be seeing a lot of footage from camp uh, during camp. So um, we're going to we're definitely going to be doing some fun podcasts from camp this year. So all these these folks are very excited. Uh, they are getting to know each other online right now, and they are making their plans to get here. And uh, we have a whole protocol for them. So uh, here we go. Buckle the fuck up if you got into camp because you're in for a real treat. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got another very fun announcement today. Um, the spots for the 12-week online group workshop round, what is it, four? Round four are on GhostRoomGlobal.com right now now you know what i'm saying so do not delay uh spots are nine hundred dollars and uh the average cost of an online workshop or even a, a a art class at a local community college okay you're looking at nine to twelve hundred dollars so this is still such a deal okay the next round uh, this round is going to be starting in September, and the round after that is going to be starting in January. Okay, I'm only going to do two workshops a year. I do one in the fall and one in the winter. So if you want to get on board, don't dilly-dally. There are only six spots left right now because there was a waiting list, and uh, the info went out to them first. And four of those lucky devils and lucky angels, they went and they signed up because they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were getting into. You know what I'm saying? So if you are... You know, wanting to have weekly assignments, have a creative group for giving feedback and, and building creative camaraderie. Um, it's, it's, it's very uh, in-depth. It's very personalized. You really become friends with these people. As you can see, five of them are going to be coming to Go Scout training camp this year. Um, and uh, there's really a lot of camaraderie. When you're done with the, when the workshop, um, there's an online group that you go into, the alumni group from the workshop. Everybody, if the first three rounds are all in there right now, they're sharing work, they're building up that creative camaraderie, building up their creative community. Um, so cool. You know, obviously all this stuff has grown out of the things we've done in Ghost Scouts. 
So um, if you are looking to take your, you know, your hobby as a visual artist and turn it into, you know, get it closer to being a, something that you can make money at and get paid for and, and build a career, um, it's uh, that, you know, this, this is a great opportunity for you. Um, if you already have a career, one of the co coolest things about the workshop that I did not expect was people that are already firmly established deep into their creative careers are taking the workshop because they wanna, they because their career has gone in a direction that is not as creative as they want. You know, they're doing art, but maybe they're working on already established brands and they really wanna do their own thing. You know, they, they're working in more of a, a marketing genre and they really want to have their voice as a creative artist be the thing that they are working on. You know, that they, that they that's what they're developing. And we're all about that personal mythology. We start right off the bat with creating strong personal work. For the first month, you know, we make that five-year plan. We get that vision of who you want to be in your life going. And then that second month, we get deep into illustration, commercial illustration, which is obviously uh, my specialty. And then the third and final month is, uh, is, is concept to production background design. Another one of my specialties obviously created the world for Adventure Time um, and had a lot of fun doing that. And really, all everything I've ever done is super personalized, you know, super important to me, coming straight from my nostalgia, coming straight from that gold mine of personal experience deep inside me and and that's what I get people to tap into you know that that shit that is deep inside you your dreams the stuff that really makes you you packing your art with that that's how you get a really strong voice as an artist and then you know letting your style follow that and find the best the the coolest way to draw things I was trying to figure out new ways to draw things you know what I'm saying building up that world championship mentality we talk a lot about the mindset in the workshop on this podcast with Max um, so, uh, so if you are ready to sign up for that 12 week online group workshop and have weekly assignments, have weekly, uh, one-on-one -on -one vid chats with me, 20 to 30 minute vid chats every single week. Okay. Uh, weekly assignment videos, hype videos by me fresh every week. Um, you know, 30 to anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Some of them are breakdowns that go long. Background breakdowns. I have an in-depth background breakdown from Adventure Time. Um, I have an album cover breakdown. You can actually see uh, an example of that on the YouTube channel. I posted, uh, I think from round two, the, the album cover breakdown. And, uh, and, and that's an example of it. I switch it up. I do it different every time. I'm including new work every time, um, getting, getting some different pieces in there. Um, so, uh, you know, just doing everything I can to get you super motivated, super hyped, super pumped to live your creative destiny. You know what I'm saying? To really build your whole life, your habits and routines and everything around you, just being super pumped and happy about the work that you're doing and finding a, finding a, finding a way to make a living at that. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, been a freelancer for 15 years, you know what I'm saying? So I know a thing or two about my journey and every time, you know, uh, there's something in it for, 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 for somebody in the workshop, you know, it's like, there's, I'm, I'm, it's different stuff for everybody. So I try to cover everything I can think of that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? From pitching 
to you know walking in and 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 knocking on doors and coffee shops in the beginning and 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 going to Barnes and Noble and looking up art directors uh contact information in the in the magazines that use illustrations you know just taking a pad and going through every fucking magazine at Barnes and Noble and writing down the art directors names and 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 emailing them you know all the stuff that I've been through all the stuff that I'm working on um, I've had a wealth of experience and, uh, it's, it's really fun to share it and get people hyped up and motivated. You know, everybody's journey is different, you know, so it's good to absorb it from as many places as possible, but we really get into it. We really have a fun time with it. And, uh, I'm going to shut the fuck up <laughs> and we're going to kick this shit over to AWOL one, uh, before I take up even more time on this intro, but, uh, but get on that head over to goshroomglobal.com right now and sign up for that workshop. Um, cause it is, uh, it's a game changer for sure. It's a very powerful workshop. Um, and you can also see on the page, you can see a gallery. We have a gallery of, of work that's been created in the workshop. You can click on the, 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 the pieces and, and get connected with the people who, uh, you know, follow the people on social media who've been in the workshop and just kind of see what they're doing and see their mentality and all that stuff. Um, give them a holler, you know what I'm saying? Um, we really have a little family going, a little creative family going. We got the ghost scouts, we got the workshoppers. Now they're, now they're intermingling, you know, it's, it's beautiful, man. And this podcast is connecting everything together. It's truly, truly fucking beautiful. So without further ado, let's kick it over to my man, a wall one. All right, here we are once again up in this cozy ghost scout cabin on a rainy day in the ghost shrimp national forest you can hear the rain intermittently pitter patting on the on the metal roof of this old cabin and we're here today with cadet and resident Max Wilkins. How you doing, Max? What up? What up, what up? Chilling. Chilling in this cozy cabin. Yeah, I'm loving these live podcasts. These well live to us. So we're not we're not on Skype. Most of them end up being on Skype, but it's fun to just be like, oh, I'll just pop up into the cabin and do a fucking podcast with Max this morning. It's, <laughs> it's looking so nice, you know? Yeah. How many have you done with uh people in person um the two in denmark with uh with me prowler and uh shrumanati and then the scout summit one that we just did obviously two weeks ago um and one with kent not too many i mean this will be episode 41 and maybe like what four of them or something have been done like that so most of them are over skype most of them are over skype yeah but definitely looking forward to doing some more here and during camp, you know, doing some Obviously. doing some some live from camp with uh with all the cuz we got Squatch Matrix coming to camp. We got Cilia coming uh for the first week, um Babysitters Club, 
Uh, we got some definite heavy hitters. My man Bark the Dog, Dusty Lupus, is going to be here for his, uh, what is it, fourth consecutive year. He's going for that title. Foam Breeze has got five straight years, but that but he's he's he hasn't been here. So that's like a solidified record. But this, this uh, Dusty Lupus is coming for that. He's coming for that title, so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm pumped to meet him and the rest. Yep, yep. But Squatch was reminding me that he has the most time spent in the woods here, so I think that is also true. Cause he did like before there was a, during the first residency he kind of did he did time here and he did like about three months here during that period. So he he did kind of a soft residency, like an unofficial residency here before and before during and after camp um so uh he does have the most hours he reminded me uh the most the most days in camp and also he i i i i always remind him that he is the inventor of camp champion he's the original camp champion so no one can ever take that title from him so shout out to squatch matrix very excited that he's going to be coming to camp this year um, lots of stuff going on. We picked the cadets, which uh, of which you are one. Mm-hmm. So we got the Facebook group set up for Ghost Scout Training Camp with all nine cadets in there as of about yesterday. So it's a pretty exciting time. Uh, Ghost Scouts uh, are in full swing. The scouting season is in full swing. We kicked it off with the summit a couple weeks ago. And then everybody's left, and you've been chilling for the last week, kind of settling in up in these cabins, uh, doing a great job cleaning them out. These cabins uh, kind of get in storage mode, and nobody's really, nobody's resided in these cabins for a couple years since since Meat Prowler was up here doing a residency. So uh, they're mice infested. They've gotten, you know, it's pretty <laughs> dirty up here. And you came up and you're like, oh, I'm kind of a neat freak. Like, you were yeah. kind of freaked out by the mice at first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is definitely a, a first for me as far as, like, a living situation. I've done a lot of camping, but I uh, never lived in a cabin. And, yep. Uh, it's pretty, it's good, though. It's breaking down barriers for me and getting me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's also super comfortable. Yeah, it's, very, it's very cozy, you know, it's yeah. very cozy, but it is, like, has a lot of holes, a lot of gaps around, yeah. you know. It's, uh... Anything you that know, wants to get in here that's smaller than a bread box. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, mice mice can pretty much get in any house anyway. Like, you know, Kent's killing mice, I'm killing mice, you know, you're killing mice up here, so... Uh, they, they can pretty much get anywhere, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of gaps, uh, to be filled up in this old cabin, completely amateur built. That's the cool thing about it. I mean, I've barely, I, I kind of like, will we'll figure out how we're going to do it and I'll get it started. But most of this has just been built by like 95% of it is built by completely unskilled scout labor, you it's know, awesome. which is super yeah. cool to me. Like. That's my favorite thing about the Ghost Scouts is that we have no idea what we're doing, you know? And, like, I've always tried to tell people that, like, nobody knows what they're doing in life. You just kind of have to get out there and do it. I feel like a lot of people are held back by pursuing their goals and stuff or their dreams or their wacky ideas just because they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But, like, I have no idea what I'm doing with house building. I'm just sort of starting to get it, like, six years into the game, starting to get some semblance of, like, you know, a, a, an acceptable level of building 
And uh, but yeah, the fact that the fact that people come here to camp with with I don't think anybody's really had much building experience, and that we've been able to build these two cabins and they're super solid and super awesome, super old school. They look like they've been here for a hundred years. Yeah, you know, like if yeah. you walked up here and I was like, these we found these in the woods. They're a hundred years old. You'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know, like doesn't it look like that? For sure, I love it. It yeah. definitely looks like Adventure Time. Yeah, like, totally. Like everything's just kind of crooked and like kind of cobbled together. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, just the kind of thing you talking about how like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, being here like uh, it's kind of just it's like opened that up for me. Like like I can see all this thi- all these things that people have built. Yeah, and uh, it's encouraging to be like oh, I can just try something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it's just gonna be awesome. You yeah, know? and it's like because that's it comes from that idea of building forts in the woods with my friends when I was a kid. Like, and this is a million times better than anything we could have built then. So it's like I think once people are adults, they just constantly compare themselves to like other professional adults but like fuck that dude when you're a kid you don't care who about that shit you're just like let's go fucking throw some sticks together and build a (laughs) fort like so this is like coming from that place that's where i'm coming from i'm like this is like beyond my wildest dreams of like you know it's so cool that we cut down these trees debarked these logs carried them up here fucking built this cabin and uh now we're just chilling in it doing a fucking old juicy podcast oh yeah smoking some juicy old pipes sipping some coffee here oh i love it i love it so you are the first person to arrive here via the workshop yes um, and we have more people. There are five people, including yourself, uh, coming to training camp this year via the workshop, um, which is pretty cool, pretty fun. It's going to be a fun thing to see. This is the first year where people have come in from the workshop, so it's going to be pretty fun to see uh, you know, how that works with people kind of already being in the system already a little bit, you know, already already being exposed to the mindset and the work ethic and just the ideas and the the morale that we that we generate in the workshop. So, you know, what what was it like? Uh, like, how did you find out about Go Shrimp, Go Scouts? How did you sign up for the workshop? And then and then you know going through that experience and then coming all the way here. Like, walk us through. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, I knew your work through Adventure Time, but I didn't know that you were the one that, that did all those backgrounds. Uh-huh. I actually had one of your backgrounds as my as my desktop background for a long time. Oh, which uh, one was it? It was, uh, I think it was the Ice Kingdom. Oh, cool. And uh, didn't even know, you know, that, who made it or anything. But um, I was listening to Andy J. Andy J. Miller's podcast a lot and heard your interview on that and then I just dove into all your work and found out about the Ghost Scouts and started following along. And when you started making the podcast, I started listening to that. And I was like, wow, I really want to be a part of this uh, community mm-hmm. and be a Ghost Scout. And when you opened up the workshop, I was like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I took this online workshop. And you were relatively new to drawing at the time, right? Yeah. You still are. Yeah, so I went to architecture school. And uh, I actually only graduated about a year and a half ago, maybe even, yeah, a year and a half ago. And uh, I, I learned how to draw in architecture school, um, seriously. I mean, I used to draw a lot as a kid, like drawing Nintendo characters and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, once I took the workshop, it really got me like focused and 
I mean, from from quitting my architecture job, I was able to start working freelance. Uh, so was it the workshop? Because I, I remember us talking about this. Was it the workshop that, that got you into the idea of, of getting out of the architecture stuff and more into illustration? No, it was weird. During architecture school, I kind of always had this feeling that it wasn't going to be what I wanted. Mm. And I kind of started suspecting... Uh, that I might want to go in the direction of illustration because I knew that I loved drawing, and that's that was the main thing that carried me through architecture school. Mm, so you knew that you loved that, but you weren't. What was it about architecture that was like that that wasn't as interesting to you? Uh, well, I knew that once you get into the actual field, mm -hmm. it's more about uh, working with contractors mm -hmm. and dealing with clients and money, and uh, mm. and less about design. I mean, there's obviously you're designing, but the majority of time you spend is uh, is not drawing. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do something where I could focus on drawing. Because I remember when we were talking, you know, because we have the weekly vid chats in the workshop, obviously. We get to chat I chat with, on, on Sunday, I chat with all the students in a row individually. So we have 20 to 30 minutes every week to chop it up and, you know, really get into it. I feel like that's where a lot of the heavy lifting is done in the workshop is, is creating that friendship and that bond. And, and I'm always trying to really figure out you know, what, what you guys want and how I can like nudge you in that direction, you know? And I remember you were like thinking like, I, I feel like when you were there in the beginning, you were sort of on the fence about whether you wanted to go all in on an illustration career. Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I was still kind of like trying to figure out where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but then there was a point, I think just after the workshop where I was like, I'm just really enjoying this. I'm getting, I'm making progress and like, I really want to just master something in my life. And so I just decided to like commit to drawing mm -hmm. and, uh, that's helped a lot because before I would always like do music and I would do like different things. And, but now that I'm focused and just committed to drawing, I think I've made more progress than I have on other things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the workshop super helped in so many different ways. And what 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 was it that what like like what was your experience in the workshop? What did you expect from the workshop and then what like before you really got inside of it and knew exactly what direction it was going to take and its effect on you? Like what did you expect going into it? I guess I just thought I would come out with a portfolio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I did come out with a portfolio, but I came out with more importantly like a completely different like perspective on how to go about your daily life to be productive and like I mean, I think that's the main thing that I took away from it is just how to stay motivated, productive, be in a good routine, eating healthy, which is super important. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm always trying to do. I think, the, you know, because to me it's like, there's going to be ups and downs in your life and your career and your existence as a human being. But if you have a positive mindset, if you have that commitment to high morale lifestyle, you know, where, where something happens and no matter what it is, positive or negative, you kind of flip it and just go, okay, what is, what information can I glean from this? Where does this fit in with my goals? How do I move forward from here? You know, and I feel like if you have that mindset, really doesn't matter what happens to you you're always going to be able to figure out what that means for you going forward, you yeah. know, and it's not going to, not going to weigh you down, not going to be a setback, you know, whereas if you're 
more kind of riding the waves of 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 life being like oh man nothing's working for me what the fuck you know you can get off track a lot easier but if you have that you know i noticed that because i used to struggle as a teenager with depression and we've talked about that on the pod and was taken was medicated for it and all that stuff and i really realized man like if i need medication to manage this stuff i'm not in control of it you know like i need to i need to be in control of my mindset there's no reason why your own brains and emotions should be ever working against you right like they should always be working for you and 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 when i realized like wow i need to actually like manage the thoughts I have when I'm getting in those negative thought loops and stuff, I need to actually throw the brakes on go. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Like when I have those thoughts now, I'll go stop, stop, stop. I don't let them continue. I go, okay, I'm taking information from this. I see that I'm worried about this. Is there something I can do about it right now? Let me do that. If not, I'm going to just put that aside and fucking move forward because that's how it's going to get better. You know, just keep moving forward and, and say, what's the next goal, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the most important thing in that whole process is just recognizing it at the source. Exactly. Because once you have that awareness, uh, anything that comes up, you can take a step back before it even hits you. Yeah. But I feel like you were one of the people that definitely... F- like got that in the workshop like quickly like you really seem to vibe on the mindset thing yeah i think it might have to do with uh my interest in like meditation at that time i don't practice a lot now but at the time i was like i was meditating almost every day and uh just how long would you do it for usually like 20 minutes Uh uh-huh and uh, it wasn't every day but it was definitely like four or five times a week a regular yeah yeah and uh just the philosophy behind that just like um being able to like recognize how you're feeling before you react to mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. like that's super important. Yeah, like your thoughts aren't you. Yeah, like, you can exactly. let a thought go by. Yeah. You don't have to engage it. You know, it's just like people walking by on the street. Like just because someone walks up and starts talking shit to me doesn't mean that I need to stand there all day and talk shit back to them and worry about it. I can go, hey man, have a good day and walk on by. You right. know, like, yeah, it's a good way to think yeah. of it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's super important for artists because art is kind of like a battle. Like, uh, it's always, you're always facing new problems. It's like an ever, an ever-evolving challenge. Uh, every piece that you do, and uh, and I think you have to like have a good mindset to like navigate through that. Or yeah. you have to be like super fucked up and like, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, there's you know the classic like artist that right. does lots of drugs and is depressed. And You're stuff. just cutting yourself and painting with your own blood yeah. and feces and crying and <laughs> but, you know yeah. celebrating how terrible your life is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But but yeah, the workshops helped me like crazy and. Uh, and I'm just glad to be here now. I feel really lucky to, to have this opportunity and take it further with Ghost Scouts. Yeah, and, and even during the workshop, because I remember I always give examples of going around door-to-door hustling when I was out of school, knocking on the doors of coffee shops and, and local venues and, and uh, you know stuff like that, just trying to get them to hire me to do a poster or a shirt and contacting the, the local papers and stuff and trying to get some editorial stuff going. And, and uh, you had, I think, even during the workshop, you were starting to do that. Like yeah. you, really, you really took that and were like, I'm going to try this and like you didn't what what was what, yeah, what were I the results a, of that I did a newspaper cover for the uh, paper in my city at the time yeah and uh, that I mean I would have never thought to just reach out to an art director on Instagram yeah and uh, 
try that like, yeah. if I hadn't taken the workshop. It's like too simple almost, yeah, right? Like, like yeah. I literally just messaged him and was like, yo, if you ever need any work, he's like, you want to do a paper cover? I'm yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, especially so, with your local like weekly yeah, like papers and stuff, like the, lo- the weekly entertainment papers in your area and stuff. Like they usually don't pay a lot. You, know, you may get a $75, $150, a couple hundred dollars maybe, but like it's good if you're just coming up. And, and you can afford to do work like that, that's a great way to start. That's exactly what I was doing. I was working for $100, $200, $300, you know, when I was starting out. And, and those, those are great opportunities just to get some work published um, and, and maybe get recurring stuff too. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. And, it, and it just changes the way you like approach a piece. And like, uh, I think every artist should um, do commissions. I don't know, maybe not every artist, but I think it changes the way you like, you approach things and uh it, it makes you go harder because like you know people are going to see it and you're going to yeah. paid for it yeah 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 mm-hmm. totally you're like oh man this has got to be good because yeah. this is like people are going to see this right. you know yeah so but yeah um it's another thing like i didn't know what i was doing but like yeah i just took your advice just went and tried to find work and yeah. got it if you put yourself out there people will hire you usually yeah 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 sitting there waiting for something to happen is a long wait you know but if you're just trying stuff just just contacting people like we say the worst that can happen is you don't hear back or you they say no thanks or whatever you know it's like and who cares i mean you can't be afraid of rejection you can't be afraid of failure um you just have to be like fuck it i'm gonna try everything i can because i'm so like when i was coming out i was like I, 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 there's no way I'm not going to make money at drawing. Like, this is the only thing I can see myself doing. This is the only thing I want to do. So that was just like, it was, I didn't even have to think about it. I was just like, where can I, where can I try this? And I was just like asking these people, asking those people, like every chance I got, I would literally carry the binder of illustrations in my backpack and just bust it out any chance I got and to show, you know, if someone was like, what do you do? I'd just show them, you know, yeah. and that, that's, that's a powerful thing because you never know. Someone's like, oh, I'm in a band or my dad owns this restaurant or blah, blah, blah. You know, like, you know, my older brother had some friends that had a coffee shop where we grew up in Western Mass and I did a bunch of stuff for them uh, starting right out, you know, just for just an exchange for like free coffee and stuff, maybe a little bit of money, but I got like free coffee yeah. and like, you know, all different kind of stuff. And then, that's also those those kind of lower um, profile jobs are often the best to cut your teeth on too because like the stakes aren't as high you know it's like and and you can kind of you can kind of uh, figure out how to be a professional through those jobs you know how it yeah. is to talk to a client you know what works what doesn't am I am I am I over explaining too much like am I being professional enough you know all those things you kind of figure out you know how to talk to people I feel like that's a great way to learn how to talk to people whereas if you jump right in and you're working with you know so many people right now want to go right to the right to the super high profile stuff but like you might not be ready for it and you might just like be in over your head and and realize very quickly that you're you're you, you don't know exactly the 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 lingo and how much to price your stuff at and all these things that could kind of knock you out of that you yeah, know if you didn't know so for sure I, I've, I like that natural organic progression of starting with really small stuff and just kind of chipping your way up and every year making a little bit more per piece and getting yeah. your piece a little bit more wider known and stuff like that um, I, I feel like that's a good organic way to evolve your career, you know. For sure. And it seems like you've gotten off to a hot start, you know. It seems like you've been putting up a lot of work and you've been getting some pay, you've been doing some paid work and and that's super exciting 
for you know for for me as 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 wanting to really inspire people to just go out there and do it and especially for you since you're only been seriously pursuing this for a couple years so cool that you know not only in the workshop did your work progress so quickly like from when you first started posting the assignments till the end there was such a world of difference you know you really started to get your illustration legs under you and then also to really just carry that out and start getting professional work that's exactly what i hope everybody kind of does in it you know so that's that's really cool to see it work like that for people yeah Yeah. thanks yeah yeah it's just about hustle i think absolutely dude i think like it's your success is going to be who knows you know some people get some lucky breaks and stuff but especially if you're looking for a career and you're looking for sustained success i feel like your the level of like of like reception and 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 like uh success you do get is completely proportional to the level of hustle so if you're only yeah. hustling a little bit you're probably only going to see a little bit of results but if you're out there hustling all the time you're going to get a greater influx of results coming to you and hopefully have some choices and 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 start to see different avenues you know we've, we've been talking about this since you've been here you know i prefer to freelance over over doing a studio job or something like that because i feel like it's more artistically exciting i can push myself more i get to do the whole process myself it's not as much of a collaboration as like at a studio job or something like that and then also i'm always looking at these different versions of the reality ahead of me it's like you know, if this, if, if these next set of raw trays pick up, I'm going that way. If this, you know, Grouse Lords project with Meow Cat and Dose picks up, I'm going this way. If not, I'm doing the Beehive Boy, like Kickstarter thing. It's like, I'm always looking down different avenues. And, and so like I'm pushing forward, but I'm also, you know, always talking to people so that there's things coming my way at different speeds too, you know, and it's always navigating that. And I guess some people might think that's kind of a headache and, and, it, and, and, you know, it, it's not as reliable, you know, you'll go through times where there's, you know, where, where you don't have a, a paid job on your desk for a month, but to me, it feels more alive and yeah. more of like a test of your artistic skill. Like if you can make it on your own as a freelancer, to me, that's the highest level of being a commercial artist because it's like, there's no guarantees. It's like, you have to go out there. It's like a hunter gatherer. It's like, you can't wait for the deer to come in your yard and step in a trap. Like you're out there with a bow, with a rifle, fucking full camo, fucking (laughs) creeping around. You're hungry as fuck. You know, you're fucking so amped and you're not going to miss that shot when you get it. You know, it's like, that's how I feel in my artistic career. And, like when I was at Cartoon Network, I could feel that I wasn't as hungry. I wasn't as motivated, even though I'm still me. If I'm fed, if I'm just fed, if people are just putting food in my mouth, you know, it's like at Cartoon Network, I'm just being the 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 the, the sexy the sexy bodies are all around me just peeling grapes and and putting <laughs> beef stew, just ladling beef stew in my, into my mouth. I don't even need to move. I I think that no matter who you are, you're just gonna lose a little bit of your edge. And to me. I want to keep that, you know, I don't know what it is about me, but I want to keep that razor sharp edge. I want to be the, it's, you know, my goal as an artist is of course to make a living at it so that I can keep doing it. But that's, that's where I, that's where it ends. You know, it's like the, beyond that, it's like my, my, my goal as an artist is to make the best artwork I can. I, beyond, once my bills are paid, I don't care how much more money I have or not. You know, I don't care about the, 
the luxuries of life, the the comfort. You know, I'm I you know as long as I have a shelter and and my family's fed and you know that that's it. Beyond that, I'm looking to what is my opportunity to make the greatest art that I can make. You know, and uh, to me, that's as a freelancer. You know, and yeah. that's what's so fun about it. You know, it's that motivation to constantly be hustling. Yeah, and you're yeah. just engaged with your life more. Exactly. Like like, like if you're going to work and you're sitting there waiting for like. You know, you finish your work for the day and then you're just sitting there because you have to be there. Like, what is that? Like, that's not... That's how I felt when I was working in architecture. I just didn't feel engaged. And uh, I saw what you were doing and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But you can do it. Like, I mean, I think people go to school for a long time and they get this idea of, like, the kind of jobs they want to get and it becomes this abstract thing, but you have to get down in the dirt and start, like working getting some work going yeah uh yeah and you can do it i mean i made enough money to survive so far yeah that's sick so you've been basically paying your bills off of illustration yeah. since then yeah that's awesome i that's mean super exciting yeah and your parents weren't that excited about you leaving architecture right they were like what are you doing they were supportive yeah uh i think it they were kind of like confused at first. I mean, shout out to Max's parents. We're not yeah. dissing parents Love here, you know. Like you know, my, my my parents have always been supportive of me, but they've also had times of skepticism where they're sense. like, "You're gonna, you know, you're gonna graduate from college and then you're gonna move into the woods in a cabin and live out in the wilderness. Like, how is this part of your career? You know, like you've never built anything and you haven't. Why are you doing this again? Like, you know, definitely. Uh, I think anytime you're you're making like drastic leaps of faith in your life. There's going to be people that care about you that are a little bit skeptical of it because they care about you. But you know, it's good that you also have the ability to know like, Hey, even though people are skeptical and it might make me think twice about it, I'm still going to believe in myself and still follow that, that, that intuitive compass. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of think of it like a, it's like having a dream and you're trying to explain the dream to someone. Yeah. You know, it's never going to translate. Right. They're never going to be in that dream. Right. If yeah. you have a vision of, of what you want, that's a dream. You can't explain that to people. You have to do it. And like, yeah, cause you know what it's like, but they don't. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, my parents were, Definitely, like, what, you're going to quit architecture? You just graduated, like, a few months ago. <laughs> but uh, but once they saw, like, the work that I was doing and, and stuff like that, they were really supportive. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, so you go through the workshop, you get to know kind of the philosophies that, you know, because the workshop obviously came out of Ghost Scouts. You know, I never even imagined that I would be, you know teaching people I never I always like hated school and didn't see myself as someone that would be good, a good communicator um, you know didn't see that unless someone was wired a very like high motor obsessive person like me I didn't think that the things the messages that I would say I felt like the messages that I would be saying would be too extreme because I'm kind of an extremist in a lot of ways like I feel like I'm yeah, I'd say that's probably pretty... I mean, I live in a house with no hot water still after six years with my family, so I think it's safe to yeah. say that I'm an, extre <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an idealist extremist. I was going to say, I feel like I've calmed down a little bit because I have in a lot of ways, but I, it's like still, I'm, on the scale of average, I'm still probably like very far <laughs> in, the extreme, uh, in the extreme category. Um, but, 
Oh, I forgot where I was going with that. Where I was going with that? Talking about teaching. Um, oh yeah, I never really thought that I would be, you know, in 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 this kind of role as like a mentor or a teacher or whatever. I mean, I just I just I just consider myself leading by example. But uh, but I do really have the passion because I struggled so much to figure out my shit. Like I have a real there's like a really hardwired built-in part of me that knows that part of my destiny is to like unlock that for other people to try yeah. to like you know, open that cell door for other people that are like trapped in there and, and in other people's expectations and caught up by the limitations of mainstream reality and all these things. So that's really that, you know, Ghost Scout, that, that sort of really started to evolve in me. That leadership role started to come out in me more in Ghost Scout training camp. And then um, because that's all volunteer, you know, and I'm always looking for ways to, you know, make more income and, and, and give me more creative uh, freedom. You know, I thought, wow, I could kind of tr- I could take what we've what I've learned through doing camp and I could make this workshop that's really good that, that can really because people from camp, they're all super affected by what happens here. They're all, you know, really it, they really do have life changing experiences here. And obviously this is much more immersive than the workshop. But the workshop, I think for an online workshop, is about as immersive as it can get. Oh, yeah. And also the fact that you're here kind of shows. And the fact that there's going to be four other people from the workshop, it really does show that there is another level of immersion to it, you know. But it's all coming out of there. And, uh, you know, and, and so, so, so coming through the workshop and, and getting into the mindset but then also now you're now you're stepping into the dream and into the re, the reality dream that is like the Gosham National Forest, the world of Ghost Scouts. You got a taste of the summit, um, which is like really like the level of like that was like a really debaucherous. That's not really representative <laughs> of camp. That's more representative of like the wild side of like celebrating being a scout. You kind of jumped the you kind of yeah. jumped ahead there. You kind of got to the got to the end before you've gone through the. The thing because of the circumstances of getting here before going through training camp um but uh what's that like you know to kind of to kind of hear the mentality and and participate in it from your own life but then kind of submerge yourself fully into this reality now you've been here for a couple weeks i mean what is that experience like and then you know listening to the podcast now being on the podcast yeah. i mean you know <laughs> having been on the summit podcast hearing yourself on it your mom's your mom's listening to you on it you know what is that what does that all like feel like i was you? like my sister texted me and was like what's it like being there and i was like it's like living inside of the podcast like, that's <laughs> yeah like, that's how i described it but yeah no it's it's i feel like you paint a pretty good picture of what it's like on the podcast yeah and um all the people are just as cool as i imagine them and how they all seemed like when they were interviewed and yeah and uh I just feel like I'm I'm becoming a part of this world and like I'm I'm shifting into a different reality almost. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the summit was great. Meeting all those guys was awesome. Um, and then like the people from the workshop that I'm gonna meet in person or that I've already met in person, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, I feel like it's just gonna keep expanding. Like, yeah. The further the further I go into it. Uh, but. Dalton's coming. Yep, that's right. So yeah, so we have uh, originally. So you had hit me up during the workshop and said like, "Hey, I'm interested in training camp. I'm also interested in maybe doing like a residency if that's available." Right? Is that yeah. how that happened? Well, you mentioned it, and I was like, "Can I do that?" <clears throat> okay, like, right, sure. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because there's a precedent for that, like when I went out and taught in Denmark. 
um, at, at the animation workshop. Uh, I've been out there teaching twice, doing two-week comprehensive workshops out there. And one of the students from my class, Bob, shout out to Bob in Denmark, he was like, I want to come do camp, and, but, you know, I, and I also need to do an internship around that time, and it's like a big trip to go out there, so could I just do like a combo, you know, could we do like a residency uh, camp hybrid, and I was into that with him because, you know, I, I had gotten to know him, and so that kind of set the precedent for you, and I felt like you were a really good fit for that, you know, I'm always... I'm always trying to figure out who will be a good fit for different things as far as what we're doing in scouts, you know, as far as being counselors or residents, like, um, you know, you know, that, that takes a certain level of kind of like people really getting the mentality, especially being a counselor. I'm looking for real high morale, high motor people that'll keep the, keep the, keep the right mentality and vibes going through camp, you know, because camp can be a, a grind for, for people depending on how used to hard labor and like different, just like consistent uh, uh, artistic output amongst a group of like artistic people. You know, there's all these different components to how people react to camp. So a big part of that is, is the count me and the counselors, you know, obviously me setting the tone every day, but also the counselors being right there with me and keeping that morale super high. Um, so I thought that, you know, because you had gotten the workshop, you'd really excelled in the workshop and really the mentality clicked with you whenever we'd have our convos every week, you know, we were really just on the same page and kind of constantly building on the conversation and, and kind of developing our relationship and our friendship. And I thought, you know, so when we started talking about that, I thought, oh, that Max would be a good fit for that. And then uh, after camp and even during camp last year, um, Ghost Scout Sports Magic, Daniel Foothead had been saying like, oh, I really want to come back and do a residency next year. So he was going to do the residency. And so I had you paired up with him coming. I thought you guys would be a good fit for each other. Um, and then, uh, but, but as Foothead was, was flying here from New Zealand, um, he got here all the way to, I think, New York City. I'm not 100% sure, but from the chats we've had and the info I've seen, I think it was New York City he flew into, and they rejected him, TSA or immigration or whatever, I guess ICE, I guess immigration or whatever. They would not let him in. They, they were dubious of his motives here. Uh, Foothead is, uh, uh, you know, he's maybe a little bit of, he's got some shifty eyes, I'll say that. He's got, he wears a low-brimmed uh, hat. And he's guy. He does have some shifty eyes. He's kind of a quiet guy. So uh, maybe they maybe they thought he looked a little dubious. But uh, you know, Daniel Foothead is a he's a, he's such a he's so nice and he's just really quiet. But he's really funny. He's obviously a super talented animator. One of the most talented animators I know. Yes. Um, if people don't know already about uh, Daniel Daniel Foothead, Doctor D Foothead, I believe on social media, an incredible, incredible animator, and I was so excited to get him in here and kind of watch him work and uh, and 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 see you guys get to know each other and stuff. But he was he was turned away. They would not let him into the country. I guess maybe this is. Probably has something to do with, uh, you know, I think they're trying to give people a harder time here. If they suspect you're going to try to work in this country now from another country, they're going to be harder on you. Um, also, shout out to Ghost Scout Psych Lord. He's having trouble. He's been, I think he just finished graduate school at SVA, and he was looking to stay longer in the country. Uh, but there, I think he's he's having some visa trouble, and I think he's getting... Uh, he, they're not going to extend his visa beyond school, I think. I haven't had a lot of direct conversations with him about it, but we chatted a little bit. Uh, we'll get an update on that. Um, but uh, I think he's getting booted back to Mexico. 
and uh, and and yeah, they won't let Foothead in. So uh, we had to switch gears a little bit. And um, organically, we were we were talking about we were just talking about accepting, uh, you know, the cadets and stuff. As I've been doing that, as you've been here, and uh, you know, we were talking about another person who applied from the residency, Dalton Stark. Shout out to Dalton Stark. That's Dalton Doodles. Dalton on Doodles. Dalton yeah. Doodles. Um, and, uh, he's a, he's a great, uh, illustrator. He came through the workshop and does really cool characters. He kind of specializes in doing like really neat characters. Yeah. Um, he just does tons and tons of them, like a whole Pokemon world of his own, you know, like that kind <laughs> of just like world of like a million characters. Oh, you can hear it's that really rain raining. coming down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, so you guys had talk a little bit about the friendship that you guys sparked up during the workshop because he's going to be replacing Foothead in the residency. I, I'm taking very long looping like <laughs> you know, the historical ways of like of like uh, explaining all this but uh, and amazingly keeping my train of thought with it. I keep going, am I going to forget what I'm talking about? Oh wait, that's what I was talking about. Um, so, t so talk a little bit about you and Dalton's relationship. Yeah, so as soon as the workshop started, I feel like me and Dalton hit it off and like throughout the workshop, you know, we would have the group chats with everybody, but then on our own, I would chat with uh, Sarah at, from Denmark and Dalton. Sarah Ball. No, she's not from Denmark, right? No, Sarah Ball. Sarah Ball? There's Sarah Ball, and then there's Sarah B-O-G-H. I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, oh right, Denmark. right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sarah. Yeah, how do you say that? That's funny. I don't know if I've ever said it out loud. Shout out to Sarah from Denmark. B Nix, right? B yeah, Nix yeah. Studios or whatever. Yeah. Sarah B yeah, B O G H Boch. Sarah Boch. I don't know how, <laughs> how do you probably say some that? sound that yeah. I can't even make. Yeah, that's funny. Try. I don't know if I've ever even said her last name out loud. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was thinking Sarah Ball. Shout out to yeah, Sarah Ball. And Sarah Ball. At first when you were always <laughs> yeah. shouting her out, I thought it was Sarah from Denmark. And I was like, oh, there's yeah. another Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, They're yeah, yeah. Good. So many Sarahs in the workshop. That's funny. But yeah, we uh we bonded and we would we would talk and uh me and Dalton would talk a lot and we would just kinda work through the things that we were working out in the workshop like together. We yeah. were talking. And then uh we became friends on social media and I was on a road trip about three weeks ago and it was in Texas which is where Dalton's from and we met up and went to a coffee shop and got some kombucha and then we went to the zoo mm -hmm. and uh, and then we went and got some beer and burgers yeah and we, sounds like the beginning of a beautiful friendship it was right amazing there. yeah it was so <laughs> cool and uh, Dalton's so funny and it was cool like hanging out with him in person and then uh, we did like a collab drawing we were passing the paper back and forth and we made this drawing and he colored it with a uh, the Prismacolor markers and it was really cool and so the fact that he's coming to live here with me I'm just so pumped yeah yeah so we started talking about it the other day you know I was saying oh Dalton applied and and we might accept him and you were like oh yeah you were talking about how you guys kind of that friendship and then I thought we had had the convo at the time but I guess it was just in my mind that I was thinking oh maybe he would be a good fit to replace Foothead in the residence or not even replace because if Foothead can can still make it, you know, we can obviously accommodate him as well. Yeah. Um, but, but based on our latest conversation, I think he's feeling like monetarily and strategically and stuff, it's not going to probably make sense for him to come this year. He's going to try to regroup and come next year. But, um, but yeah, he, he, uh, but we, we, I, I just started thinking, oh yeah, maybe Dalton would be a good fit for that. And then 
I walked back down to down to my house and messaged him and said, you know, what do you think about doing a residency camp hybrid? And like, I think within an hour of having the conversation with you, he was already on board. He was like, fuck yeah, dude. He was like so fucking pumped. Um, He works as a pizza delivery man in, uh, in Texas. And uh, he's, I guess, close friends with a manager and he just works part time. So it was, uh, it was very easy for him to, he's just going to get the time off and then I think be able to return to his job after that. Um, so, uh, so it worked perfectly and we call that ghostiny, right? We call that the, that's the destiny of the ghost scouts and everything involved here is ghostiny. So that's a, that's a great, you know, I I feel like now that we're picking the scouts and ghostiny is like ramping up, there's like a lot of stuff like Squatch is all of a sudden coming to camp now and, and, uh, Alex is cooking up, me and Alex are cooking up a really funny, uh, you know, Alex has the, I'll, I'll just announce it on this podcast right now. Uh, Alex has his Bruce Bigums character yeah. that he does the reporting on the Bark News, and Bruce Bigums is going to do a uh, like an expose on Ghost Scout training camp, and we're gonna—I'll just say—we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. So he's been there's like uh, there's like some props that he's been sending here, and uh, uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna we won't we won't spoil it for the for the viewing audience, but we're cooking up some very fun um, uh, entertainment uh, coverage of of camp that's gonna be a real hoot. Um, and uh, and and he's gonna be doing his character, and then I'm I think I'm gonna be playing more of a not myself, but more of a cult leader character for that. You know, we're really yes. gonna have some fun with the with the cult aspect of it, and uh, let's just say Bruce Bigum's life might be in danger during the <laughs> course of the month because uh, I don't know if if I'm gonna like the coverage that he's uh, that he's discovering. He might be he might stumble into some very strange things in the forest at night, and we might not want that leak to the world so there's gonna be some very fun uh coverage of camp this year from bruce biggums um so it really feels like ghostiny is ramping up you know it's one of my favorite things is that you know as 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 we've talked about you know scouts started as just this wacky idea in my mind and like what would happen if i just invited a bunch of people here to do my dream summer camp and ghostiny truly truly was born right there and i didn't know it and it's just become stronger and stronger every year and every year it's always just flowing through the world and then as we start to gear up for camp and accept cadets and and figure out who's going to be counselors and who's going to be residents and getting getting people in here and you know there are the hiccups like sometimes someone won't be able to come but then someone else steps up for them and you know Kyle's not going to be able to be a counselor this year like he thought uh my two Derricks was going to be a counselor but We've got Counselor Kent this year. We've got Counselor Alex, uh, aka Bark the Dog, aka Dusty Lupus, um, and uh, you know Squatch is going to be a big presence in camp, and Silly is going to come in the beginning. So uh, all these things are happening, um, you know, which is going to be uh, which is which is so fun. So I love that element of ghost and he involved, yeah. and I'm so excited for Dalton to uh, to come experience this and. Uh, you know, just the synergy of it all, right? Like, like the, the podcast and like the, you know, the, the workshop and camp really all kind of just starting to blend into this thing. It's all coming from the same place of this thing about me really wanting to inspire people. You know, I feel like you look out in the world and it's just like, just look at the flat earth phenomenon or something like where, where if people are into something and they start talking about it, it starts to get other people into it. And now like the flat earth phenomenology is like blowing up and like, like conspiracies right now are like going off the charts because people are so into conspiracies and like, we're part of that in our own way. And like, you know, but like, I'm like, 
man, like, what if we just start talking about all this cool shit that we're doing and, like, just unlock that for other people, you know? I feel like sometimes people have a tendency to, like, do their thing and get known for it and then just almost be, like, a little too cool for school. Like, I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want people to know my, my innermost thoughts about this shit, that I am actually human. Like, they want to be seen as successful and, like, just as that successful facade, you know, maybe they're not secure enough to, not like it's a competition, but maybe they're not secure enough to like let people in to see those other, that, that when they do struggle or they do fuck up or that they are actually just a fuck up and they don't know what they're doing. Like to me, it's such a powerful message. You know, whenever I got that message from people, like they don't know what they're doing, they're a fuck up. They still made it. You know, there is sort of a culture like that of like skateboarding and like like rap music to a certain extent and like certain things that you'll get glimpses of that, you know, where people will kind of let you in behind the curtain. And I think that's such a powerful thing. So like, I just love the fact that like, we're just ramping up ghost by like, by like doing, letting people in and just these other different venues. Like there is a certain mentality in ghost scouts where people kind of don't want some of the, especially the, some of the OG scouts, like, kind of want it to stay ultra mysterious, you know, and, and, and where, where like when they came, they really had no fucking clue if scouts was real. If like, <laughs> if any, if, like who I was like, if, like, was it dangerous? Like, was this a scam? Like, you know, I think a lot of people came in in the first handful of years really having more questions. And, and I think that excitement is, is what they're trying to protect. And like, they, they love that about it. And I love that too. But like, you know, I feel like that had its place and like now it's, I feel like it's even more powerful on a grand scale to like let people in on all the cool stuff we're doing because it is so neat and it is so do it yourself. It is so fuck up oriented. It is so amateur hour that, you know, like, you know, and I was telling you the other day, like one of my dreams is that not only do people come and enjoy what we're doing, but also just like, fuck man, start your own fucking skunk friends Yo, training camp <laughs> you know that's so great like yeah yeah talk about yeah, that yeah. so I oh, was hold like, on i gotta do you have to take a piss yeah, yeah. okay hold on we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick piss and we'll be right back we'll pause this real quick <laughs> all right fresh back for some from some juicy old pissing in the woods when you're when you're in the ghost shrimp national forest uh, the woods are your bathroom you know what i'm saying for peeing you can poop in the woods if you want i mean we do have the outhouse um, but, uh, I like to say the world, the world is your bathroom here. Oh, so yeah. you can just feel, you can just walk around and just take a fucking, take a piss. One time, one time last year, I was like, fucking just like, I'll forget that other people are here sometimes. And I was just like walking around the VIP and I just like whipped out my dick and I'm just like taking a piss. And then, uh, and then fucking one of the scouts last year, one of the cadets, Berenice from Mexico, shout out Berenice. She just like walked right in and I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, fucking just like, just like totally just like facing her pissing. Oh man, that was hilarious. At least you're I'm trying to remember. I can't remember Berenice's code name. Sometimes I can't remember people's names. It was like, was it little burrito or something like that? Little fucking baby tamale. Baby tamale is yeah. that? that I there saw we go. Him that okay. Oh yeah. There you go. Baby tamale. Little burrito. <laughs> Shout out, baby tamale. Yeah, that's like a. Fu- it comes from a fucked up story too. I forget what the story was. I smoked too much weed, but it was like something like they were eating babies in a tamale or some shit. <laughs> like forgot. I forget what it is. The shout out to Berenice. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wasn't trying to flash you. 
But At least I you did. weren't pooping. But I did. That would be hilarious <laughs> if you just saw me fucking shitting. Like, I'm just always fucking shitting. I just come into camp every morning and just take a fucking shit Straight to up. wake everybody up. Time to wake up. <laughs> just poop next to everyone's tents. But wait, what were we What were we saying before we jumped out? We're talking about the, the group that I, I started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, talk about that because you, so, you were doing exactly what I was saying. Yeah, so I... Pretty much everything that Dan suggested during the workshop, I tried to do myself, and he suggested starting your own group and having your own art collective, so I was like, I had just moved to the city, Rochester, New York, and didn't really know anyone, so I basically just found all the artists uh, in the city that I could that I could on Instagram, and I just messaged them all. How do you find, like, you can look in your area or whatever? Uh, yeah, I think it was like kind of, I don't know how I found them. Uh, I think just, like, after being there for a few months, I had found, like, kind of organically mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. illustrators in town. And so I messaged all of them and was just like, yo, guys, I'm starting an art group. Uh, if anyone wants to be a part of it, we're going to meet at the coffee shop on Thursdays. And, uh, you know, like, eight people came, and we kept meeting every week. We we ended up naming ourselves the Beef Latte Stallions. Mm, I like that, Beef Latte Stallions. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Is, yeah. there, is there like an online group or anything where you a, share work or anything? We have like an Instagram, but we don't really use it. Um, okay. But right now, it's cool because I left to come here, and uh, they still are doing the thing, and they've added new members since I left. So it feels really good to know that I've like started this community that uh, lives on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was always just really inspiring to like look forward to going and hanging out with these guys, and we would bring comics and share them and draw, and I would always it was it was rejuvenating artistically. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, yeah, that's a big thing that we try to create in the workshop too. It's like I could just do one on one stuff in the workshop. Um, you know, have ten people sign up and just interact with them one on one, or even more people or whatever. But the idea of having a group. You know, where, where, where you invite, I love, I love things where you invite, my favorite thing about being a creative animal in an infinite universe is inviting that destiny into play. You know, like when you bring people together, then you're like, there's infinite opportunity for unexpected like things to happen. the power. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and then everybody gets to be a great creative voice in the group and and give feedback and think of things think of things i would never think of and and um you know of course i have uh alex uh alexander lansang bark the dog has been uh the the assistant for the first three rounds of the workshop so you know we kind of set the tone but everybody is in there just mixing it up and and giving great feedback and and that the power of the group is really cool and then i love that people are out there hanging out in real life that that you guys are meeting up and uh, Alex was out in Denmark, and he met up with Sarah oh, in Denmark really? for a hot second. It was like wicked fast, cause like I guess I guess Alex felt bad. He wanted to hang out longer, but like he was with his cousins or something, oh, yeah, and they that. like they did they, they they were had some other plans, so they only got to meet up for a second. I think Sarah was like, "What the fuck?" But uh, but you know, it's it's so cool that that people are out there hanging out. And uh, it's funny when you meet someone from the workshop. Well, maybe it's well because you, you guys had talked on the side, so I guess it, it, it maybe did have this uh, this this same feeling. But when I meet someone from the workshop, because I've been chatted with them every week for three months, like I really feel like, like I know, know them that. already. Yeah. Like when you got here, it's like we I already felt like we had already hung out a ton. And uh, you know, um, the homie Kevin Jack Pool, shout out. Um, 
was uh, he came to that talk I did at Black Math Studios in Boston, and like he just walked up and we're like, "What's up?" And this is like, boom, like you just know each other, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's just natural. There's none of that like awkward like. The only you, awkward part doing? is when you realize how tall the other person is. <laughs> <You don't know. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right, right. That's funny. Yeah, some people do say that. They're like, "Oh, I didn't realize you were tall," and I don't think of myself as tall. Like yeah. I just, I don't know. I just like you're about the same height, right? I'm a little shorter than you, okay. but I remember Dalton being like, "Wow, you're really tall." I was like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, <laughs> I never think of myself in height. Like I don't think in terms of height or age. Like I never tell how tall someone is. I can never tell how old someone is. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> Athena laughs at me all the time because I like will just be so wrong with all my guesses of how old anybody is i'm like are they our age and she's like no they're way younger no they're way older i'm like fuck i have no idea dude i just have no ability to tell yeah it's very odd it's just a number yeah a yeah, couple but... of the scouts that i met at the summit were like way different age than i thought they were like uh office guy i thought he was like my age and he's like 34 or something yeah office guy's old as fuck yeah <laughs> Shout out office, office guy. Yeah. He was so cool. Aged in that office, aging yeah. in that office chair. <laughs> Reverse aging. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's uh that's so cool. So what else were you did you finish that story? You finished that story? Yeah. 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 Word. So now you're here as a resident for uh, up until camp starts on Friday the thirteenth. Very spooky day, the most spooky day in July. It's going to start, and uh, there's going to be eight more cadets joining you. So you'll be in the, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be living in the cabin here until camp, and then you'll join, you'll go into cadet camp across the across the forest here, and uh, set up your tent yep. uh, living situation for camp, and go through camp as a cadet, um, because normally the residency is is a perk of being a scout. Um, but if there aren't, if there are spots open and then there's a, there's kind of opportunity with somebody that, you know, that like, I think if, I think if I didn't know somebody at all, that wouldn't, I, actually, I'm, I'm certain that that wouldn't be an option for them, yeah. but it is kind of a, it's kind of a cool evolving dynamic that there is this opportunity for people in the workshop, you know, if they, if they're, if they seem like a good fit for this hybrid, um, cause it worked really well with Bob. He was up here alone. Um, so he didn't have a, a, a buddy up here with him. Um, but, uh, he really loved the, the solitude of being up here. Um, yeah. and, uh, but I'm glad you're getting Dalton. I think that's going to be a really fun fit. We'll have to get him up on the pod oh, uh, once sure. he's gotten up here and settled in. We'll have, a, we'll have a rowdy old, we'll do a whiskey night. Oh, yeah. We'll do a rowdy old whiskey <laughs> night pod. And I'm always tempted. I'm like, gosh, oh, we do this pod in the morning or should we do it tonight well, with whiskey? whiskey <laughs> yeah. Whiskey in the morning. That's a short day. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm I'm surprised that there's not more demand from the scouts that you know have already graduated to yeah. do the residency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's well, always available, and yeah, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't, I think it's just people have you know it's it's Jobs. to take three months out of your life. You know, is definitely a big thing. But yeah, I think a lot of people want to do it. But I think it's just a timing thing, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I mean, I am, too. I'm always like, wow, there's nobody. Like, like last year, there was nobody up in the resi. And I'm like, damn, man, it's like missed opportunity because yeah. it's so dope, you know. Like, yeah. It was a no-brainer for me, especially because I had quit my job and I was working freelance. So yeah. I was like, if I can just get myself to the point, you know, yeah. like to survive until the residency starts, then yeah. I'll be good. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's, you know, it's just an opportunity that's here for people. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm glad that it's, I'm glad that we have, this year is, this year is really starting off strong. It's, it's action packed because we had a blowout summit. We had, a, we had what, 
you know, a whole mess of people here for the yeah. summit. And that was a, that was a grand old time. And then, uh, you know, we've got full residency. We got two people here for the residency once Dalton gets here. And then we've got obviously, uh, a, a, a rowdy bunch coming in for, for camp, uh, you know, including, you know, five people from the workshop. Yeah, so that's going to be, it's going to be really cool. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, the, how that is with people coming in already with the mindset, you know, where there's kind of less of a learning curve as far as like, you know, what's expected of you and, and just how I'm going to be in person and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. I feel like there's just a lot of strong ingredients in the pot. Right yeah. Now. yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's, it's always weird too. It's, it's, this was the first year that it, that it was, and it kind of made my job easier selecting cadets because one of the things when I'm looking at applications, I'm sitting there trying to figure out who this person is, if they seem like they would be a good fit for scouts you know, if they're motivated, if they're, if they're, if they seem like they really want to come and participate in all of it and, you know, are they ambitious in their own life? You know, I think, I think, you know, we're not looking for one type of person, but, um, but, but the number one thing I look for is like a level of hype because I think it does take a level of motivation to come here do well you know enjoy yourself at training camp and also be an active scout you know one of the things we always want is for people once they come through camp and become a go scout is maintain an active voice in the scouts in the online i mean in the uh in the in the in the in the online group not the workshop but like you know that we have we have a we have a private scout page on facebook where we all interact and so to be active in there and to be active in their own life really pursuing their goals so i do try to kind of look for high motor signs of high motor in people you know that they're out there they're being ambitious they're going after it um you know so I, that's that's the one thing that i look for but also you want just like you know obviously people that are be a good fit that you like personally and stuff like that so so to already know uh, you know, the, the people from the workshop, it makes my job easier in a way, you know? And, uh, and so that's, that's a cool element of it. Yeah. Um, so that, that made, cause, cause usually picking cadets is one of the hardest jobs for me, you know? And it still is. I mean, there's, because there's people don't, people think, people probably think it's just picking like the strongest art or the strongest this or that, but really right off the bat, I have to ask who has cars and we have to have the three or four cadets coming with cars. So right off the bat, that's like, if you have a car, <laughs> you know, that's like, that's one of the best ways to get in. You know, it's obviously if you're like a dud and you have a car, it's not going to work, but um, you know, and, and, and not to, if there's people out there that have not been accepted in the past or not been accepted this year, um, definitely don't take it personally. You know, like, these days we all the applications like i think the last handful of years like we could easily accept every single person i don't think there's even been a dud in the bunch like if you if you're if you're taking the time to make the video to fill out the the application to do that um you know that already is i think weeding out the less motivated people because literally every application we've gotten has been acceptable you know like has been someone that we could accept so so uh definitely don't feel bad it just comes down to number one the cars you know we need a certain amount of cars to move the whole group around because we go out for the field trips every weekend for the hiking and just for getting you know the cadets will all go into town twice a week to get groceries and stuff like that so logistics wise right off the bat we need three or four cars for cadets 
then we want a couple internationals in the mix, so I'm accepting a couple internationals early, and then we're always looking for a mix of boys and girls, you know, so it's already, so you're, we're, there's already a lot of things, so I was saying, like, if you're a male in the United States without a car, that's like the most competitive, that's like the hardest way to get to scouts, you know, it's because like, you know, you're not international, you're not a girl, and you don't have a car, and those are three things that we try to get in the mix right away, you know, as for a good balance. We always want... If having the having the different cultures here, obviously there's a lot of cultures across the United States already, but bringing that international flavor always adds a whole level of excitement. Once we started doing that, we realized very quickly that that adds a very fun dynamic to camp and also spreads that camp or spreads that ghost in the around the globe, which yeah. is so much fun. I mean, to think that we've had people come from the Philippines, from Denmark, from Bosnia Herzegovina, from Mexico, from New Zealand, from Australia, um, you know, from 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 England, uh, you know, from really all over. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, um, but uh, you know, that's incredible that in the last you know six camps that people have really people there are all trained Ghost Scouts living all over the globe and uh, boys and girls you know last year we had seven girls um, and two boys which was really fun to see what it was like when it was a camp you know with with mostly girls here and really it's like you know it's not that different you know you think like well will it be not as physical will it be you know will you know you think of the stereotypes is there going to be some kind of like female drama or something that really that's just silly because it doesn't exist you know it's like it was just totally you know, it, it, it was great. You know, it's great when there's when there's when there's uh, more guys. It's great when there's more girls. It's great when there's more uh, more international. So, but we always try to mix it up. So this year there was actually less girls that applied. There was only three girls that applied. Last year we actually could have had all girls. We thought of having having only girls, but there was some great guys that, that applied. So we got them in, like Foothead. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know we have we we have two girls and seven guys this year. So it's a flip of last year. Um, there just happened to be more guys this year, and then you know guys with cars. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. I cannot wait. We're we're about what this it's four weeks from this Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is like... when camp starts. I think it's four weeks from Friday. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, that for the, there there's you know I think in a lot of way they all of camp is great and like the hikes are my favorite but like there's something about the first day too and this is fun because you know you'll be a cadet but you'll also get to experience just seeing people come up the hill and seeing <laughs> things for the first time like what did you think when you know now obviously there's the podcast out for information there's a lot of pictures online but like when you first got here and came up like what was your, what was going through your mind it's like rugged as fuck <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> like what are they expecting tell this tell yeah. these tell these cadets that are listening to this podcast right now what they're going to experience when they come up this hill well you're going to be a little nervous mm-hmm. you're probably going to be hungry and mm-hmm. tired from mm-hmm. traveling and then you're going to see Dan and you're going to be like, wow, he's really tall. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go up the hill and, and it's just forest. It's just so lush and beautiful. And these, all these like wooden structures, you know, dispersed throughout the woods. Um, it's super magical. Very magical. And uh, it's just an inspiring place to be. It, it takes a little bit of time to adjust, you know, to the pace here. And yeah. kind of, you know, bathing in the brook. and Right 
pooping in the outhouse yep. and stuff like that. But Getting yeah. back to those old country ways, <laughs> that old super, country living. <laughs> it's super nice, though, yeah. I like it. Getting water from the, the, the natural spring that you guys tapped. Yep. Ride my bike into town. Doesn't that water taste good? It's good. Yeah. It's like the wholesome, first... dude. Like sometimes when I go and drink water elsewhere, I'm just like, oh, it's like, it's like empty somehow. Yeah. Like I drink the we There's drink the water. So many uh, minerals. Yeah, exactly. In it. No, yeah. it's like I, it's no like I would I could do a taste test and tell. Like we should do taste tests for real because it's like you drink that and it's like just has a level of like fullness and richness that like it's just like it's a hearty beverage like you're like yeah. <laughs> it's like it, i swear there's like special fucking ingredients in that fucking ghost scout in that in that ghost shrimp national forest water sometimes there's bugs in there too yeah in the very well in the very beginning don't scare people too much in the very beginning the we have it it go the the spring is you know it's a it's a it's an old farm spring that we discovered in the woods so it's probably been here for 70 100 who knows how many years it was dug out and boxed in with an old wooden box and we dug it out cleared it out and put a more modern uh well in there and the line is buried you know below the frost line it goes all the way to my house and then it comes up in my house and then runs through my house it's constantly running and then it runs back out and down the hill and into a barrel at down by the brook where you guys get it and when you guys had first gotten here i hadn't like the barrel I'll, I'll, at the end of the season I like unhook the barrel and you know just leave it there and we hadn't uh, hooked it up we hadn't like washed it out yet so so there was like mosquito larvae in it right well I was drinking it and I was looking into my water bottle and there was like little things swimming around I yeah. think they were tadpoles like baby maybe I, I think know. they were mosquito larvae I think they that makes like more tails. sense I know but I think that might be what mosquito oh, larvae really? look like because they're they're in the water the uh, mosquito larvae are born in the water okay yeah well I drank it yeah yeah yeah. I drank it for like two days. And yeah. I was like, well, if I'm going to get sick, it's already happened. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well. Giardia is no joke. No one in camp has ever gotten Giardia or anything like that because the spring water is clear. Giardia is from is from uh, like any kind of like well you can get it from mice right yeah. that's why we're trapping that's why we always trap them we always kill the mice because um, the pee or poop of animals is yeah. what you get Giardia from there might be other sources too um, but yeah I don't think from get drinking insects you would get it but who knows you might get something else but it's it's like it's decomposing it's either like a, you could get it from maybe a dead animal in yeah. the river or 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 going to the bathroom in a river and drinking it so. Right. Um, but yeah, Athena got it once from drinking out of like, uh, we had a hose that like we hadn't cleaned out and then like she drank out of it and like some animal, like some mice had gone to the bathroom on it or something and she got Giardia and she got very sick. It's like, you just get diarrhea. Like it's like for liquid like for week? until it gets cured. Yeah. Oh, so man. like, you'll just like, you'll just be like just shitting nonstop, like pissing shit. Yeah. It's like I've gotten uh, salmonella. It's like that. It's yeah. like you're just pissing shit. You know, uh, it's like you're just like anything you eat, it just turns into liquid shit in a matter of minutes. It's yeah. like it's pretty rough. Your ass gets super raw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's dude, not if you fun. Got hemorrhoids, that's it's bad. not fun. Yeah. It's definitely not fun. <laughs> but yeah, nobody's ever gotten, uh, you know, we're, we're very lucky. Nobody's ever gotten sick from any camping related things here. Um, no one's ever gotten. Other than Squatch, no one's ever gotten seriously injured. Squatch is like, some people are injury prone. Shout out to Squatch and Mama Geddon. They both have, uh, you know, injured themselves here, <laughs> shall we say, you know, from, uh, from doing various activities. Or I mean, we do do, 
lots of stuff where people could potentially get injured. And and in the first couple of years of camp, you know, we've, we've covered this on the pod, but we were much more loosey-goosey and much more reckless. And Because when I was living in my first cabin and doing shit up there on Mystery Mountain with with Eb and Abe, you know, Charlie Pullout and, and, and the, the original Ghost Scout crew there, it was like no chaps, no helmets with chainsaws, you know, no ear protection for chainsaws or guns, like, you know, getting high or, or drunk or whatever and doing this stuff. It was like, it was much more like just Wild West. And so like when I started camp, it was with that mentality. It was just, don't be a pussy, do this, Wild West, let's do this shit. And and luckily we didn't, I don't, I don't think anybody but me used a chainsaw year one. Year two, some of the scouts, I think Greenstone actually had a very close call where he fell on his chainsaw, and luckily the inertia brake stopped the chain because yeah. um, it's designed well. But, like, he, I remember he said he had, he didn't even tell me that year, but he had a moment where he, like, turned it off and sat down and was, like, super scared oh, about it. So yeah. there have been some close calls, um, but we do everything we can now to keep it very safe. It's always chaps with chainsaw. It's always helmets. Cadets don't use chainsaws. It's only... Once you've been through camp, once we know that you're safety-oriented and have that mentality, and obviously no one smokes weed during the work time, you know. Uh, This will be interesting because up till now, it's always been a don't ask, don't tell policy with marijuana. And it's uh, through the the counselors, their job is to make it clear. I don't talk directly to the scout, to the cadets for liability purposes about this. Um, But, uh, you know... I have this. I have the counselors let them know that if they want to, we're like the parents. If they want to like secretly smoke weed during drawing time, as long as they keep their shit together, as long as they're you know staying focused and doing their their work, that's totally fine. You know, uh, I'm not gonna. Obviously, everybody knows that I smoke weed. I'm not gonna tell people not to smoke weed here, except at work time during 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 like. During like manual labor time, basically from from seven a.m. till noon, there's absolutely none of that. I don't even do it during that. In the beginning, I would I would do that because my favorite thing to do is fucking smoke weed and use the saw. Like there's just a zone I get in. I I love it. I it's funny because when I was training on the chainsaw, like Eb would be like, we would smoke weed and he'd be like, all right, you ready to use it? And I'd be like, fuck no, dude. I'd be so scared. But then after you get used to it, it just becomes like is pretty fairly easy to operate. So, uh, one of just one of my favorite things, like the, my favorite things to do are like smoke weed and ride bikes with headphones on. That's like a transcendent, that's an ecstatic experience for me. You know, it's getting high, riding my bike around the country, around the countryside, you know, through the dirt roads and shit with, with headphones on, or even in the city, anywhere. When I was in LA, I used to, you know, ride for transportation, always smoke out, always with the headphones on, just completely transcendent experience for me. Obviously, drawing, smoking weed, listening to headphones, another transcendent experience. And then the chainsaw, headphones, smoking weed, a third just <laughs> ecstatic, transcendent experience. Um, there's nothing more. Because it's like, it's like I'm in the woods. You're in all the gear. You're behind the helmet. Somehow you're like a space person. And you're like, it, I'm just looking at the forest and I'm envisioning what it's going to look like. I'll, I'll see it with the changes we're going to make, you know, so I'll be cutting this tree out. I'll stand back. I'll look at it and then I can just see it. I can just see the vision of it. The, the marijuana fuels, the creative imaginative visions that I get in, in my art or in, you know, cause with, with the thing, with the things we're doing in the woods here, you know, I see, I see the 25 acres here 
as a illustration, you know, yeah. as a as a real life world of Adventure Time, as a real life Ghost Scout, you know, Ghost Troop National Forest is is an artistic playground, you know. So it's I look at it with the same eyes that I look at an illustration with. This is the canvas that we're working on here, you know. <clears throat> so I like that same activation of looking at it, and I walk through the woods every day and do that, you know, get high and just just walk meander through the woods. You know, just kind of randomly meandering, let my intuition pull me in different directions through the woods and just kind of discover different areas and look at what's going on there and uh, and, and, and envision it that way. So I love smoking weed and doing the chainsaw, but I don't do that during camp anymore because, again... If, 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 if there's been an accident and I'm fucking high with the chainsaw, that immediately puts me liable for it. You know, it's just another element that, that you don't need to have in there. So, so nobody smokes during morning work, but, uh, but this will be the first year where now weed is going to be legal July 1st in Vermont. Hallelujah. Uh, praise jaw, praise jaw on that. Praise Bob Marley. Uh, praise the weed, all praise due to weed God on that shit. So super psyched about that. And, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting because now they can theoretically, I guess, just openly, uh, you know, smoke weed, uh, while they're doing their drawing stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be an interesting new dynamic where before they kind of had to, they kind of had to hide it and keep it low key. It can be a little bit more out in the open. Uh, but yeah, we've, you know, and, and it's funny cause like I, because I'm such a stoner, such a pot smoker, I assume that everybody that comes here is going to be like an insane stoner cause they draw and you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it seems like actually, usually there's only like a couple people that yeah. actually like smoke weed on like the regs, you know? So <clears throat> yeah, I used to be one of those people. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely enjoyed it a lot, Yeah. but I kind of backed off during architecture school. Yeah. And what was it that made you want to back off of it? Um, I think it just, like, there was a point where it just wasn't productive for me. Yeah. Where I, like, there was definitely a point where I was, like, getting, like, I would get really inspired when I smoked and I, when I was making music a lot. And, but then I got to a point before architecture school where my life just wasn't in a good place. Yeah. And I was, like, depressed, and I was smoking all day, and it was just not productive. Yeah. So I started to associate it with being, like, yeah. not productive. Yeah, yeah, And then when I, th- when I got into architecture school, I was so focused on that that I just basically stopped. Yeah. But I have experimented a little bit with it, with drawing recently. Yeah. And it definitely, it gets me focused, and it just shifts the, it kind of stirs the pot. Yeah. And I like that. I like the shift in perspective. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it, like, all the time again. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Or if I yeah. want to. Yeah. But, uh... But yeah. yeah, it's funny. I, I think it's good to go in phases and just kind of intuitively follow those phases with with pot smoking. One of the things that I've that I've that I've been re 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 realized recently is that since my I I broke the glass whip to my airizer solo, like my my vaporizer, <coughs> I put it in my pocket and I crunched it. And uh, I just ordered some new ones today. But for the last couple of weeks, I've been just smoking out of my glass bowl again. And my God, man, I, I like I've been getting so much more burnt out and so much more mentally it's tired smoking. at the end of the day, dude. Like, and I already knew that because when I switched to vaping, I switched to vaping because like, you know, I've been as I'm getting, you know, what I'm 37, so like I'm getting older now, and I have kids, and like I'm just thinking more about overall health. I'm just and also like thinking about being like that world championship mentality as an illustrator, as a graphic artist. Um, 
you know, I know that health has such a important role to play in your in in your mental sharpness and your your focus and your organization and stuff like that. Um, so I've been you know drinking less alcohol. Um, I've been you know for the last couple of years doing the green smoothies on the regular um, and and just eating much more of a of a of a predominantly plant based diet and. <coughs> eating eating meat probably a couple times a week rather than every day and then when I do eat the meat it's that local meat from town you know because we yeah. live in a agricultural community here one of the reasons I love living here is because it's just truly an agricultural community where it's surrounded by we're just surrounded by farms and I know the people that we get our meat from and it's such good quality meat no preservatives nor hormones you're driving by the animals that you're eating they're happy out there it's an actual you know when you picture a farm full of animals that's what we're actually eating it's not this industrial cages and pens of diseased conflict you know what I call conflict meat those those sick diseased animals that never got to enjoy their actual life you know they're they're really raised as a commodity and not as an animal that's 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 part of the environment and then being harvested for eating you know at the end uh, you know of their of their maturation process or whatever Um, but you know just just really trying to dial in every aspect of my life to 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 raise my artistic level you know as I you know, I, I take that from sports, you know, you watching UFC, watching NBA, looking at the level of sports science and sports medicine there is now and stuff and how focused and motivated these people are and the behind the scenes of the UFC that they do for all the events and following the fighters, just seeing the level of, 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 of focus that these people have really was like, I was like, wow, there's no reason I can't translate, translate that to my art career, to be the album cover world champion, to be the greatest, you know, the greatest visual artist that I can be, you know, to go down as a as an all-time great you know i'm really starting to focus on that now you know and uh and 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 so that helps but yeah so i so i switched to the vaping because you know and both my parents have had cancer and stuff so i'm like you know even though there's not a lot of studies because marijuana has been illegal there's not a lot of medical studies on the effects of it and every stoner will tell you there's never been any cancer caused from weed and weed smoke is not harmful but Logic tells me smoke in your lungs is smoke in your lungs, right? So I know there's not the chemicals that come in with, with, with the cigarettes and stuff like that, but you know, still it's like, Hey, if I can vape and cut that out of it, you know, that, that makes more sense. Also vaping, you get a higher uh, percentage of the THC. So, you know, you're, you're getting more bang for your buck that way, um, which, which only makes sense. So I love smoking blunts. That's like my favorite form of smoking weed. Um, but obviously that's like, if you smoke blunts all the time, it costs a fucking fortune, you know, because yeah. you're smoking so much weed at every go. And, uh, you know, we're not smoking swag anymore. So back in the day, we used to smoke six blunts a day, but it was like swag weed. So it's like an ounce costs you a hundred bucks. That's not a big deal where an ounce costs you 300 bucks of good shit, you know, and I don't want to fucking smoke that in a week. So, you know, um, you know, try to stretch that out a little bit, but yeah, switch to the vaping, um, you know, for the health reasons, but now that I've been back on the pipe, I realize how less high you get from smoke, from combusting the meat weed. Like, you really do get so much higher from vaping it, from a good vape. I'm not talking about a little shitty vape pen that you get at the bodega. You know, yeah. that's not going to do it for you. That's going to, like, half burn. You're going to half smoke and half vape the weed there. Yeah. <clears throat> but investing in a high-powered, high-quality 
vaporizer, um, if you use that on the daily, you really realize, man, how much different it is. So switching over, I realized it. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm getting so much higher. I feel like it's a much more lucid, functional high. Like I'm higher, I'm way higher, but I'm more functional within that high. You know, it's like, you know, of course, once you smoke for that first 30 minutes, you're like in la la land and you're, you're kind of like your brain's kind of disconnected and like, you know, you wouldn't want to like get on an important business call like while you're smoking. Yeah. But like, you know, after that first 30 minutes, like you're, you're just so much more lucid and it's much more sustainable. It's like you don't have that big drop off when it when it wears off and then you can just vape up right again and get right back there. And I can vape all day and not be mentally fatigued at the end of the day because of it. And now that I've been back on the ball for a couple of weeks, man, like, like even around lunchtime, it's like if I've, I wake up and smoke and then it's like every time I smoke, it sort of downgrades it. It's like I'm getting high again, but I'm also getting more mentally fatigued yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, dude, <clears throat> my brain is like shot. Like I'm like, I'm like, I have that fog in my head and I'm like tired and I'm just like not as focused. So like my, my nighttime work sessions haven't been as focused now. I've been drinking way more coffee um, to like, to like offset it and stuff. So that's been a major realization for me. Like, wow. Like, and, and so if, if, if anybody is a, uh, a, like a hardcore, you know, you're, you're smoking four or five times a day, weed smoker, um, you know, and, and you do value that, that, uh, longevity in your day, that, that wanting to be focused at night. Cause you know, with the kids and stuff, like I get wolfy in the afternoon and then, um, what time is it right now? Okay, good. <laughs> I have to pick them up in a few minutes. Um, you know, I, I, I'll, uh, you know, I, 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 I spend the afternoon with my son and then, you know, I'm, 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 you know, we're, we're putting the kids to bed and stuff and I want to be for that from that seven to 10 block, you know, 7 PM to 10 PM block at night. I'm trying to get some more quality work done, you know, yeah. trying to build on what I started in the morning and, and, and get some more quality drawing done, some more quality creative time and be in that, be in that keyed in championship mindset still. And when I'm smoking weed out of a bowl it's just not there for me Weird. you know it's just yeah. not there for me maybe if i slept for like a couple of hours or something to reset it you know I'll, i always take that 20 minute nap right after lunch but it's just i just take a dip it's like you're in and out you know um so uh but yeah it just doesn't do it like man it just it just i'm totally mentally fatigued from smoking the bowl so I'm, uh, I'm, I just ordered a couple new whips, a couple new glass stems. So. How much are those vapes? The vape that I got, I think it's like, uh, it's, it's an older model. It's, not, it's, it's, it's like, and it's not quite as portable. It's like, you can put it in your pocket, but it's like about the actual, the actual vape itself is like about the size of a Red Bull can, I mm -hmm. guess. And then it has a glass stem that you can take in and out of it. Um, it has a couple different stems, like a straight one, a bent one, a short one with a little mouthpiece on it. And I got, I just got that one. And then the bent one, I like the bent one the best. Um, so I, I ordered a couple more replacement ones. Um, but, uh, wait, what was the question? How much are they? Oh, it, I think you got to drop a couple hundred to get a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't get like a $50 vape pen. It's just not going to work. I've yeah. used those. It's like, you might as well be smoking it. It's the same fucking yeah. difference. You know, like Alex came with those a couple times. Um, fucking get your game up, Alex. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta, you, you definitely want to, uh, you know, you definitely want to get, uh, a, a better quality vape yeah. going. 
Um, otherwise, it just, yeah, it doesn't work. It's heating it up too much otherwise, and you're really just half combusting it. And yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. But, yeah, it's a game changer. When I started vaping, it was a total game changer, and I'm looking forward to getting back to that. So, yeah. Yeah. But word up well we got uh we're just about fucking up to time here i got a buck 20 in here that felt like about 20 minutes that <laughs> yeah. like fucking zoomed right by it's fun um let's see what else do we have uh i think we covered everything that i had was there anything anything else that you had that you wanted to jump in here not for this one any shout outs any mm, not really I, I think once we talk with Dalton, we'll we probably do more stories yeah 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 i thought it'd be fun to get in in the beginning you know i guess we could we could talk a little about like what it, what what do you hope to experience in the residency and and a camp this year yeah yeah like what just oh. a little like a little uh, since uh, we're doing this beforehand <laughs> what do you what do you what do you think like just a little short answer uh, i just want to be like as productive as possible yeah i want to take advantage of this time to just like completely focus on my work yeah. um, i'm starting a comic i've never made comics before yeah. so this is like a great opportunity because i don't have to worry about getting paid work uh, i can just uh focus on my personal projects yeah so yeah uh just totally level up that's that's my plan dope yeah sweet all right, sweet. Well, uh, I guess that's about it. And uh, where where can people find you? Uh, Max Wilkins Illustration on Instagram uh, with underscore between each one of those names. Max S- underscore Wilkins. Max underscore, underscore Wilkins. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Instagram. All right, sweet. Yep. All right, well, that's a wrap. All right, we'll say bye to everybody. Peace Thanks out. Thanks for listening. Well, that was another fun podcast. A couple of friends just chewing on that old beef jerky stew in a cabin in the woods. You know what I'm saying? This is exactly what I want my life to be like. And I'm so glad that I'm here doing this shit. With all the homies, with all the Girl Scouts, you gotta know that, you gotta do it. Um, but truly, 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 I hope you take away from this podcast that, um, you know, it's really up to you to be aggressive and get out there and chase down your destiny, you know, and if you have an idea, um, no matter how wacky it is, no matter how unorthodox it is, you know, um, you know, just push it out into the world and see what happens, you know, because it might become a fucking secret society of Ghost Scouts. And then you might be doing a workshop and you might be doing a podcast and you might be fucking, your life might be full of all these super fucking dope creative people. You know, it's all about quality of life. You know, that's really what it is about. Trying to just fill your life with the things that interest you the most. That's the name of the game. I don't, uh, you know, I... I don't know exactly why I can figure this stuff out for myself and a lot of other people have trouble with it, but um, I'm so thankful that I've been able to figure my shit out and that I can be a catalyst in helping other people kind of unlock that in in themselves, make those breakthroughs, um, lead by example, and, uh, and, and, and create more happy, successful, creative people in this world because I know that that is the world that I want to live in. You know what I'm saying? I'm living the life that I want to live and now I want to try to create a world 
that where everybody has the opportunity to feel as good as I do. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so fucking happy. I'm so blessed. I have a beautiful family. I live in a beautiful forest in this fucking janky jacked up house I'm trying to build. And I get to fucking draw for a living. You know, it doesn't get any better. All my wildest dreams have been fulfilled. And now it's just coming up with more and more wacky ass dreams and pushing it further and further and further and building up that confidence, building up that power, you know, building up that ghostiny. That's what that shit is all about. So I hope that, you know, y'all are getting inspired by it. I know I am. I know I'm so inspired when I talk, you know, talk to all my friends on the podcast, talking to Max. This combo got me hyped up. <laughs> that was just mostly me droning on. Um, you know, I feel like we got into some good shit here. And uh, so if you do want to sign up for that workshop, head over to GhostRoomGlobal.com and sign up on the six spots left. You know what I'm saying? Um, check out the info on the site. Um, check out the, the gallery of the, of the people. Follow the, the members that, are, that have come through the workshop. You know, they're all family now. Um, and uh, some of them about to be fucking ghost scouts, you know? So I'm so hyped on that. Um, the Sarah, uh, all the domestic Saraswati posters have gone out. Um, the international orders are about to go out. Um, and, uh, anybody who, uh, wants a Saraswati poster, you can order it in the store. We got the Saraswati posters. We got the Shiva posters. We got the Beehive Boy posters. And, uh, I've been working on my Beehive Boy comic. Um, I'm going to be sharing some of my progress soon in the behind the foreskins on the patreon page so if you want to get some early access to this podcast if you want to get some shout outs on this podcast head over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp and support the pod one dollar per podcast two dollars per podcast or you can give any amount that you like you know what i'm saying big shout outs are coming up for everybody who supports the podcast um let's see other than that i think that's about it um you know pursue your goals this week for sure um, I know this podcast is a good one to get you motivated to get in that good mindset, get those habits going, get those routines going. Um, we're going to have Max back on the podcast. He's got a lot of really good stories to tell, some really funny stories, some spooky stories, um, more building on the spooky story he told in that Summit podcast. Um, and uh, the boy Dalton Stark is coming through um, to do this Camp Resi hybrid with him. He'll be here on Monday, so we'll probably pop off another podcast with them, get them telling some, I'll shut the fuck up and let them tell the craziest things that have ever happened to them. Uh, that's always my favorite topics to talk about, the craziest shit that's ever happened to anybody, the spookiest shit, the scariest shit. What's the most fucking, have you broken bones? You know, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen? Who's the craziest person you've ever seen? I love all that shit. What's the craziest shit you've ever taken? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but, but set those goals this week, you know, get yourself a little bit closer, just like we do in the workshop, you know, every week setting those goals, getting a little bit closer to living that life full of the things that interest you the most, that you're most hyped about. That's how you become powerful. That's how you become self-confident, right? Accomplishing goals. That's how you build self-confidence, accomplishing your goals, setting goals, having the right kind of challenges in your life. You want a life that is full of meaningful challenge. You know, you don't want to have it easy. You know, that's not fulfilling. You want, you don't want luxury. You don't want all that, just uh, that, that luxury for no reason. You know, you want to earn your shit. You want to set goals. You want to have meaningful challenges that get you psyched every morning. When I wake up every morning, I'm like, fuck yes. What are we doing today? You know, building on this house. 
you know, I've been making some progress on the house. I'm going to share as well. Um, the house is always so chaotic because we're, we're building on it and, and packing stuff into it. And it's a small space. So sometimes I don't pop out the camera because it looks so chaotic. But I'm going to work on it. I'm going to clean stuff up. I'm going to get it ready for this behind the force kids. I'm going to pull you into some of the building projects that I'm working on this summer. Of course, the Ghost Scouts um and the residency and uh and all that shit there's there's more i've been i'm, I'm also going to be doing behind the foreskins on older illustrations illustrations that i haven't broken down yet i'm just start doing uh just right breakdowns of some of my favorite pieces on the behind the foreskin so lots more coming and then stay tuned to the youtube channel because i already have i think probably two full episodes ready to assemble from the mini sods so so uh, very soon there's gonna be two new episodes coming probably try to work on that next week and uh be high boy stuff building stuff all kinds of shit you know your boy's been busy um, so that's about it. We're going to get to these shout outs, but stay motivated. And of course, you know, um, you know, do your best to motivate other people in your sphere, in your world, people you bump into, they don't have to look like you. They don't have to speak the same language as you. They don't have to be from the same place as you. They don't have to believe in the same God as you, you know, there, you always have more in common with people, with human beings on this planet, with creative animals in this infinite universe. You have more in common than you have in conflict. You know, so don't believe that mainstream media hype trying to separate everybody, trying to turn you into enemies of, of just other people that have the same goals as you to just live a good uh, uh, life, you know, to, to, to have a happy, uh, good quality of life. Um, and, and have friendships and community and safety. You know, that's what we all want. Uh, you know, the opportunity to pursue our passions and our goals. You know, so set yourself up for that. Set other people up for that. Inspire other people to follow their goals. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, uh, you know, live as an example. Uh, lead by example. But also, you know, talk a little bit about it. You know, let people into your journey. Into your, into your journey. Into your journey. Your struggles. You know, that's, that's what we do here. We talk about the struggles and the conflict that you have to go through to accomplish your goals you know that's such an important part of it um so let's get to these shout outs man i'm like not prepared my head is fucking not in this shit today um and now the internet's not cooperating what is going on um all right let's pause this for a second come back with these shout outs all right, now we're back. Now we're on track. And uh, right off the top, big shout outs to all the dads out there. You know, all the all the strong role model fathers. Shout out to my dad. Shout out to my grandpa. Um, shout out to all the cool dads out there. Shout out to Daddy Ball Scout. Shout out to fucking Dad Squad. You know what I'm saying? All my dads out there. Happy Father's Day. Uh, can't wait. We're leaving in a couple of hours to go camping for the weekend. So that's going to be fucking glorious. Doing some fishing and swimming and grilling with the family. Nothing better than that. If you don't go camping, you're missing out. That is my favorite thing to do. Um, so big shout out to all the dads, big shout outs to all the $1 supporters. Enjoy your early access to this. Enjoy early access to the announcement of the workshop. You know what I'm saying? This is, you have a two day, uh, head start on, 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 on everybody before this goes to iTunes. So if you want one of those six spots, take advantage of it, scoop it up. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, there's also a payment plan option. If people want to pay half up front, 
and then pay half two weeks before the workshop starts, um, that option is also available. So uh, you can check out all the info on the page. Uh, so big shout out to all the $1 supporters. Every dollar counts, you know what I'm saying? And if you love this podcast um, and you don't support it yet, jump up on that Patreon, man. Give this give this podcast a dollar, you know what I'm saying? Just $1. And we're going to keep growing this and we're going to keep adding stuff to it. You know, I started doing all the behind the foreskins, all that. The reason I can spend time doing that is because people are showing love to the pot on Patreon, you know? So I want to keep doing that, keep doing more content, keep doing more fun stuff. Uh, if we get to a certain point, we're going to start raffling off um, uh, artwork. Oh, and also that reminds me that everybody who signs up for the 12-week online group workshop gets entered into a raffle. And on the last party chat, once a month, we do a group chat with everybody, a party chat to celebrate completing that section of the workshop. And uh, one lucky person that's a one in ten shot okay at getting an original adventure time background right straight out the production right um so that's happened the last two or three what the last two times i think i forget um we do a live raffle on skype and it's so much fun everybody's name goes in boom one comes out and that lucky devil wins a original adventure time background you know saying one of a kind used in the show um, you know, almost everybody did their production work on Adventure Time digitally. So this is some of the only uh, actual production artwork from Adventure Time. Original production artwork. You know what I'm saying? By yours truly. The old school wizard himself. Ghost Shrimp, you know? Um, so uh, we're going to get to these shout outs at the $2 level. You get yourself a shout out. Some people go above and beyond. Um, this is, these are, of course, all shout-outs to the people who supported the last episode of the podcast, episode 40 with Mark Osborne. What a fucking treat that was. Big shout-out to Mark. Um, I think he's going to be visiting soon, and we're going to get him back on the pod. I love having returning people on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be so much fun to pot up with the Osbros. Uh, but coming in at $5 per podcast, way above and beyond, we got Johan Elverby. Mega shout out. Get yourself some beef stew. Uh, another $5 contributor, Yvonne Santiago. Get yourself some beef stew. Big shout out. Big shout out to the girl. We talked about her in this podcast, Sarah Ball. Not to be confused with Sarah Bog or Sarah Ball. Uh, shout out to you as well. Shout out to all the Sarahs from the workshop. Workshop Sarahs. Uh, shout out to Zeta. We've been talking on Instagram. This dude makes fucking fresh uh, glass pipes for smoking marijuana. Um, and, uh, he went to the same high school as me. So big shout out to Zeta. Cool to get to know the people that support the podcast. Uh, lots of them, of course, my friends like Raphael Tangho, one of my favorite people on this planet, the most talented man I've ever met. Um, big shout out to Daniel Forehead, AKA Ghost Scout Sports Magic. Uh, miss you, buddy. Wish you were here at this residency, but we'll get you here. We'll get you here, man. Free foothead. Okay, free foothead. Uh, shout out to Uncle Terry. Just did a cool behind the foreskin breakdown of 
the cover I did for Uncle Terry, The Sun Blew Out, that's going to be coming up on Behind the Foreskin very soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's coming out next week. I'm going to start doing cool breakdowns. Uh, we got big shout out to Hollywood hotshot Mark Osborne from the last episode of the pod. He's supporting his own podcast. That's amazing. Big shout out to Mark. Uh, big shout out to John Mansfield, the reigning defending camp champ from year six. You know what I'm saying? Go scout beard lips, John Mansfield. Uh, shout out to the girl who was just at the summit, Lermy, aka Computer Person. Had so much fun hanging with the homie for just a few days, but it's always great to see their glowing faces. These Ghost Scout faces, they they light up my life. They're like fireflies in the night. <laughs> They're like the beef in my beef stew. Uh, big shout out to workshopper Johnny Glines. You know what I'm saying? Follow these people from the workshop. They're doing big things. They're doing good shit. They're coming out hot. You always come out hot out of the workshop. Big shout out to my man Trotman Hunt. Uh, get yourself some beef stew in Denmark, my friend. Big shout out to Alexi Giroux, supporter of the podcast and on his way to Go Scout training camp. We got to get him on the podcast. Um, <coughs> big shout out to Arguably Art. Get yourself some beef stew. Shout out to the girl Erica Malhus out in Norway, Maine at the Norway Brewing Company debuting the bottles that I illustrated on June 15th, I think, right when camp's starting. Otherwise, I would be there. Big shout-out to my neighbor, confidant, new best friend, Kent Osborne, right down the street. Uh, big shout-out to Anthony Scott, my favorite stop-motion animator and yours. Uh, we got a big shout out going to Waste Zone. Get yourself some beef stew. Big shout out to the hero Chris Murray. Coming to Ghost Scout Training Camp straight out the workshop. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of overlap this year. This is the year of the workshoppers. Uh, big shout out to Bark the Dog. B A R C R R R. He's doing a, the, the homie is doing a, uh, a bark scavenger hunt in Central Park coming up. I, I, I shared the event on the Ghost Shrimp Facebook, so check it out. Uh, don't miss out on that. Don't miss out on your chance to meet this dude and, and scavenge his goods. Uh, big shout out to Michael Broncado. Big shout out. Thanks for the support. Get yourself some motherfucking beef stew. Big shout out to Ryan Sims. Um, <laughs> I've been watching that Help Helen smash. Uh, some of those videos that that couple makes. Oh my God. Hers are so fucking funny. Those are cracking me up. Uh, big shout out to uh, Jesse Premu. Big shout out to Steve Winfield Meyer. Shout out to Gerard Jones. Oh, I was mixing him up with Jared Thornton or whatever. 
I'm mixing up all these names in my mind. Shout out to Spook Novel. Big shout outs. Get yourself some beefs too. Of course, we can never forget Khalil Fry and Jesse Kukuka Donnie, the original $2 supporter. Uh, big shout out to Curse Gift. Thanks for the support, homie. Who I believe is out in the Philippines. Yeah, building that Filipino family up. Right? We got a couple Filipino, Filipina Ghost Scouts. Uh, shout out to Ashley Blades. Shout out to Dusty Loop. Um, we got Alejandro Fuentes from the workshop. Uh, big shout out to Alec Wright. And last but not least, get yourself some beef stew. Ethan Worthington. Yeah, yeah. So big shout out to everybody. Um, this has been a, another installment of the Ghost Room Friends podcast. I hope it's keeping you motivated and hyped up to follow your goals. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's about me coming on here and having fun with my friends. But it's about also motivating you. You are the friends in the Ghost Room Friends podcast. And I want you to live your dream life. You know what I'm saying? So be productive this week. Stay positive. Stay committed to that high morale lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Streamline that those eating habits. Streamline those sleeping habits. Make sure you're getting a full eight hours. Think about that 20-minute nap after lunch to, to freshen up that mind. You know what I'm saying? Wake up and have a second morning in the afternoon. Stay productive all the way till bedtime. You know? Um, and, uh, you know, hang with your friends, you know, I was hanging with the homie Kent Osborne last night had such a good time. So important to hang out with your friends, quality time with your creative friends. Um, the, the friends that you share goals with, you know, there's nothing more inspiring than that. Get your friends hyped up to live their dreams. You know what I'm saying? I did it. So can you, um, and, uh, yeah, man and women and 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 all genders and and all species and all fucking aliens in the universe shout out to you shout out to even nasa flat world government you know what i'm saying monitoring us trying to trying to keep the truth about hollow earth from us you know what i'm saying we know about that hollow earth filled with fucking candy filled with gummies we know about that hollow gummy earth and i'm gonna find it this big pinata you know, eat all the gummies. What if aliens were made of gummies? Then they would be in trouble in my woods because I would eat them dick first. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's it. Go home. Be productive. Be inspirational. Later.